0: I'm John. And I'm Keith. And this is you your somewhat reliable source of information for most things, John. Most things, Keith, including but not limited to Christmas, Crema, The crema time, Crema's movies. That's right, man. And all sorts of things. And Keith, let us not forget you know, you and I have a, um, a very specific focus on the true reason for the season. Absolutely, and at the same time, don't we love those shiny lights, those gifts, and those Christmas trees? Yes, and movies and movies, which All is right. what we're going to talk to uh, talk about today, John.
1: So let me ask you this, John: right. This is our um, annual Christmas, Flumadillo Christmas spectacular. This right? is our
0: fourth annual Christmas <laughs> special, even though this is only really we've only done it twice.
1: So, yeah, I mean, I think the last one was 2018. I really don't know what happened. I know last year, obviously, was a different kind of year. But before that, I guess we just wasn't being um, anal enough about our annuals.
0: Well, some uh, people aren't anal enough, Keith. But, you know, yeah. hey, who are we not to be anal enough to do a Christmas special this That's year? Right. So this is our, our anal Christmas special. <laughs> As somewhat similar to annual, yeah, but not quite, not right. quite. So, we're All back
1: right. on it though. I mean, I did, I, I really that's how we decided to do this when I was flipping through episodes and I saw our first inaugural annual Christmas spectacular. And I noticed that right. that that was 2018. So I'm like, um yeah, yep. annual
0: much. So here we are again. So here we are annualizing it up. And uh, you know, I'm glad that we're getting to do this. Mm-hmm. We wanted to keep it light. You know, we had some pretty deep stuff, Cold War rockets and all kind of stuff there for a few months. And then we did some Kubla Khan, Keith.
1: Yeah, that was fun. And then and then Bob Ross. We lightened
0: it up with some Bob Ross. Yeah, we got some up. good uh, results from the Bob Ross podcast. Yeah, and uh, Keith. I just want to, you know, all of us are equal in God's eyes. You know, we're all God's children. Yes. But, uh, you know, some of us are are, are maybe a little extra special than others. Um, And so that being the case, we'd like to give a shout out. We have really not focused on our Irish base in a while. (laughs) So I I want to wish a Merry Christmas to our folks out in Ireland. Absolutely. Because I don't know what it is, Keith, but they really supported us there. And so if you're in Ireland and you're listening to this, Please email us. Yeah. Email us at uh, doyouflummadiddle at gmail.com. Let us know you're out there, because if you saw Keith's beautiful, ruddy complexion, you would know he's got the Irish blood in him. Absolutely. I
1: saw a uh, call on my phone from Italy today, and I was thinking, I don't know anybody from Italy. Maybe that's a fan.
0: Oh, man. It's somebody. They're wanting some podcast information. Yeah,
1: probably. But they didn't leave a voicemail. So if you call, leave a voicemail. I may not call you back unless you leave a voicemail. Exactly. Yeah. I do keep my voicemail clear, so. We do it. All right, Keith. All right, let's man. dive into let's it. We got four it.
0: movies. Do yeah, we want to lay them all well, out let's at first? Let's just say,
1: John, the best four movies.
0: That's what some would say.
1: Yeah, that's um, what we say. That's what we're <laughs> flimadiddle. We got to bust through the flimadiddle,
0: right? All right. So at least four of our favorite. Well, there's a lot four of, of favorites, favorites I didn't yeah. add because uh, you know I love Keith. I love some Bing Crosby. I can't deny as a, yeah. as, a as a music fan. I love to yeah. hear the velvet, dulcet tones, as we said last time, of Bing Crosby caressing my ear holes with his beautiful voice.
1: Absolutely. I do love It's a Wonderful Life. That's oh, yeah. a good one, you know. But, but, but we, we gonna, picked our favorites. So, we're going to uh, bring it yeah.
0: bring it a little more modern than that. Let's start yes. it out, y'all. Let's start it out with the Griswolds, Keith. Heck yeah, man. Such Christmas Vacation. Interestingly enough, Keith, the person that produced this movie is going to show up twice today. Okay. The, pro- the producer. The producer. Yeah, not the director. Not the director. The okay. But the director that, produ- that directed one of the others, particularly did not, an interesting fact, did not direct this movie. but Because Chevy Chase was such a blank hole. Pain in the butt. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: I, I got that one too, man. So, yeah.
0: So, we'll Chris Columbus we'll,
1: did not. Right. He left Christmas this. vacation because Chevy Chase was such a butthole, like you said, wire, or whatever you or want to call it. Yeah. And went on to produce a different one we're going to talk about Home Alone we'll talk about it in a few minutes yeah absolutely right. so let's Um, hit
0: some good stuff here Keith
1: so it was based on a short story did you get that one John? yeah Yeah. but I'm going to leave that up to you the short story was Christmas 59 which in the movie was actually paid it was paid tribute to when uh, Clark was up in the attic and he was pulling out some different things he pulled out, like, this film, and it
0: had Christmas 59 on it, right? Hey, I got one on that. Do you know what another interesting fact I is when he was watching those films in the attic, right? Mm-hmm. Clark's childhood home. Do you know what childhood home that was? I did. I don't. I didn't get this one. Yeah, go ahead. It is the house that is featured in the show Bewitched. Oh yeah, I did read a little bit, and of that it night. looks okay. like it was also it was located on Warner Brothers back lot called Blondie Street, and some other shows including uh, or movies including Lethal Weapon apparently oh, this Oh okay, house. yeah, bada bing, that was so that was interesting facts.
1: Yeah, so that was uh, Clark's childhood home when he childhood was going back, through the, was going back yeah. through the videos. All
0: right, well, you got another one, John. All right, so interestingly enough, towards the end, right? We all know the basic premise clarks he's ready to get his swimming pool built. Uh, let me say this real quick, John. All right, go ahead, man. We said we're going to talk about the movies. Maybe we need to add that we're just doing interesting facts about yeah, the movies. Yeah, we're just doing interesting <laughs> facts, man. We're just riffing on them. Yeah, okay. Because here's the thing. If you haven't watched Christmas Vacation, yeah, go do it. Oh, I know. We're not right. going to tell you the whole plot and premise no, of the whole exactly. thing. Exactly. So we just we're just going to do like things you wouldn't know about it, possibly. Exactly. Yet. All right, so Ellen, his wife, of course, mm-hmm. at the end, here they, Cousin Eddie, the loving soul that he is, right? he kidnaps the boss because the dirty son of a gun doesn't give him, give him their Christmas bonus, right? Yeah. He's going to build his pool and whatever. All right, so guess what? Ellen, the wife, lies and says, this is our family's first kidnapping. Right, and it actually was it. All right, Keith, Who? what happened? Where was the first kidnapping?
1: I can't remember who they kidnapped, but it was in a previous
0: movie. It was in the first vacation, yeah. and you don't remember who they kidnapped? They kidnapped John Candy. Oh, yeah, that's right. To take them around the, what was it? The Wally, Wally world. world. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. So that was at least their second kidnapping. All right. Um, here's
1: another one I think people right. really like. Randy Quaid actually based his character... On a guy he actually knew. It was based on a real person in Texas, especially like the little tongue clicking that he did all the time.
0: <laughs> I love Cousin Eddie.
1: Yes. So and if you runners. really like Cousin Eddie, because he's my favorite,
0: he's hilarious. He is
1: so yeah. funny. If you really like him, just know that there was a real person out there that was just like him. So I bet their family had a his family had a lot of stories about him.
0: Without going into it too deep, a lot of these actors and actresses were in highly regarded films or yes. won Oscars mm-hmm. or different things like this. But here's a neat little uh, thing. If you remember, among the unexpected relatives who surprised them during Christmas time mm-hmm. was a lady named Mae Questel or Questel. Her voice, you know, she's the one that said grace at the table. I okay, it was so the grandma. Yeah, in the movie it was Aunt Bethany. Oh, was it? Is yeah, that her name? Aunt Beth. So did you yeah. have that one, too? I did, yeah, but go ahead. You can okay. go with it. So you know a couple of different cartoon characters that she portrayed? I got one of them here. All right, what you got, Keith? Betty Boop. She portrayed Betty Boop. In
1: 1931. Now, if you don't remember Aunt Bethany, she's the one that wrapped the cat. You remember? Yeah. <laughs> like, she's kind of out of it, you know? So, yeah, she was the voice of Betty
0: Boop. And do you know who else she was 1931. the voice of? Who's that? Olive Oil and Pie. I did not know that one. There Good job, you go. Ryan. All right, man. And um, this was her final film, by the way.
1: Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Well, rest in peace. She was a great, great actress. Yes. All right. So, another one, John, is at the end a really funny moment in the movie was when the SWAT thing comes up. His wife, Clark's wife, grabs his crotch,
0: grabs his junk. She yeah. sure did. Yes. <laughs> That was
1: completely ad-libbed.
0: It was. Thus, the funny look on Chevy's face, yes. I'm sure. I saw the picture, <laughs> sure. and he's like, oh.
1: oh no. So that, that's really As funny. As you would
0: be if somebody grabbed you up all of a sudden.
1: So that just tells how great of an actress she was to do something like that and just make it such a memorable thing for the film. Yeah, Exactly. All right, you got to know?
0: Well, it takes place, right? This whole movie theoretically takes place in Chicago, but. Did you know, Keith, that most of it was shot on location in Warner Brothers Ranch in Burbank, California?
1: Okay, I didn't know that. So That's there good. you go. Um, another one is, um, let's see here, Darren Clark's Rant. After he receives oh, the Jelly of the Month
0: Club, the low-down lowdown, yeah, in, yeah. So he really had all these ex- all, that all these
1: explicits that he said. That's kind of funny because you're like, man, he's just saying he's the crazy stuff, off, man. So like, they wanted all those things actually in there because they were funny him saying those things, but he couldn't quite remember them all in a rant. And so what they did was they put the. Uh, Cue cards around the other actors' necks. Oh, really? With the different explicits on it, so he could remember all of them.
0: Okay. That I did not
1: know, Keith. And that's one of my favorite parts, too, because when he says, when it, they were all waiting to see if he got that big bonus, and he said, it's the jelly of the month club, cousin Eddie said, Clark, that's the, that's the gift that keeps on giving right there. <laughs> <laughs> like I it was a good Eddie, thing. Man.
0: <laughs> I, I love Eddie. All right, uh, uh,
1: the only other cool fact I got is I love I Bill Murray remember. and his older brother played in it as Doyle. Clark's boss. Yeah. Yep.
0: That was him. Yeah. You got any other ones? Yeah, no, good? there was a lot of good folks in that. If you remember, who was it that ended up playing um on Everybody Loves Raymond as Raymond's mother? Oh yeah. I can't remember. The other her name. But there yeah. were that's mm. what I mentioned earlier. There were a lot of great actors and actresses. One more right, one Keith, more because this one, one, more. one is
1: just very interesting. Rusty Was Audrey's older brother in every film except for Christmas Vacation, in which he played the younger brother? Okay, I bet you didn't know that. I never noticed it before, but I have seen them all, and now I think back of it, I remember that. Yeah, right on. All right, right, we're
0: gonna move on here, Keith. Now, now we're getting kind of uh, controversial.
1: No, we didn't say if these were in order of our favorite. These are our four favorites, but I don't really, I haven't really decided which one's my favorite. All right, Keith. There's a lot
0: of philosophical. Conversation goes on about this next one of the Bruce Willis, yeah, of whether it's even a Christmas movie at all. Yeah, but for our sake, you know what? We're so sentimental. If it takes place during Christmas, we're gonna count it.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's always kind of how I felt about it. People say, Is it a Christmas movie? Well, if you watch it at Christmas time and it's like a Christmassy <laughs> thing for you to do, I guess it's a Christmas movie, you know.
0: All right, so Keith, the whole deal with Die Hard is yeah. this, right? A lot of people say, hey, you know what? This could take place on Labor Day, Turkey Day, New Year's, or like June 11th. Yeah. But guess what, Keith? It didn't. It didn't. And it, it took place during criminal. If it's something you enjoy watching
1: during Christmas, and it's a, a Christmas movie for you, then it's a Christmas movie for you. No? Exactly. All right, so let's start it out here, Keith. I, I do understand what they're saying, though. I don't have like a whole lot of... Christmas themes in it, like you know, like a lot of other movies. Do. Correct, but, correct.
0: But I see. it But as you know what? Movie. The underlying theme from your average, uh, let's see, we start these uh, these Christmas movies now on the Hallmark Channel and stuff. Yeah. A lot of time there's a whole underlying theme of reconciliation. Yes, and that was in and there. reconnection. Yeah. And do you know that that may not have originally been part of the script, but the director, I think it was John McTiernan, okay. but I'll have to look back later. But he was instrumental in making that a part of the thing. Right, because he so if wanted it to it be was a just Christmas some, If it's just some terrorist folks blowing yeah. up stuff and whatever. All right, So, but guess what? Keith, did Go you know it. that Bruce Willis was not the first choice for this? In fact, John, he was the sixth, possibly. I was going to say, he won fifth, the second, won the third, won six, the fourth, yeah. won the fifth. So, well, name, well that, name that, that depends on
1: if it's true or not that Arnold Schwarzenegger actually was a choice, because that's disputed by the director, John. Okay, but if he was, he was the sixth. If he's not, he's the fifth.
0: Now, do you know who was possibly the first choice if he really wanted it? Who's that? Frank Sinatra. Yes. At 73 years old, because this he came from the be. book as well, Yeah. and the original what? The original movie that turned into the book was called The Detective. Yes. And so this came after that, so thank God he was 73, and he was well, like, Well, oh, no.
1: the, the original movie or book was Nothing Lasts Forever. And well, that's
0: the book that this was made from.
1: Yes, gotcha. Okay, I thought that's what you were so saying. So The Detective
0: okay. is what um, Frank played it.
1: Right. And so um, the book that this one is based off is of what you just said, yeah, he, he got the idea from a dream after watching Tower Inferno,
0: right? Exactly. And so,
1: and his his book was a sequel to Detective, and like you said, exactly. Frank Sinatra played that movie adaptation, and so he had rights to play this one as exactly. well. Exactly. Thank goodness he yeah. didn't. But do you know? But who he had was it like seventy years had The rights for this one, he was like seventy years old though, and they actually seventy three yeah. seventy three. And so they actually asked him, and he was like. Nah, I'm good. You know, it's like 73 years. I was climbing through air. Exactly. Old blue eyes. As much as
0: I love Frank now. Yeah. All right. So, so who had? Do you know who had Dibs on it next? Who? Clint Eastwood. Okay. He had the rights to the film adaptation adaptation of the Nothing Lasts Forever. No, I. I,
1: th- I didn't know he had uh, uh, dibs to be the actor. I thought it was to be the director. Was Well, it the he actor, had too?
0: dibs for the whole thing, and you okay. know he ends up a lot of times directing Yes, and acting, acting. But yeah. But absolutely. he kind of turned the whole thing down. And then where did it go from there, Keith?
1: Well, I don't really know the order, but I know that Burt Reynolds and Sylvester Stallone yep. and Harrison, Harrison Ford.
0: I'm seeing that Robert De Niro and Mel Gibson and Richard Gere even had opportunities. Yeah. But that's, you know, some Who of that's knows? up. But...
1: Yeah, now let me just say this. Say it, Keith, say it. The one that I would hate Most of those would probably be okay, but if you put Richard Gere in that movie, I'm not watching it. Richard Gere in Die Hard? Come on.
0: He might be the last American Gigolo. He's like
1: more like a two week notice kind of guy, right? I mean, like well, no, he had
0: his time. No, back in the '70s. Now, man, pretty woman into the '80s. No. He had it going on back in the day, Okay, but you're missing some of him, but I wouldn't want to see him. Well,
1: you know, even Matthew McConaughey had like a rom-com error, you know? Yeah, so, so we will not hold that
0: against him. We I guess. I just don't kid. think
1: I could see uh, Richard Gere in this movie. All right, what's another one, man?
0: Well, I've got one. So um, I, again, John McTiernan, the director, mm-hmm. um, there's a star of this movie that appeared in more than one movie. You, if you remember that uh, Bruce was carrying a teddy bear? Yes. Well, this was not the only movie that this teddy bear appeared in, Keith. Oh, really? Did you know that? I didn't know that. I didn't get that one. This teddy bear belonged to director John McTiernan, and he also can be seen in The Hunt for Red October. Oh, yeah. Okay. Remember that? No, I don't, but I take man. your word for it. Man. At Sean Connery. <laughs> Yeah, and the I don't remember, the, movie, I just don't remember the teddy bear. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Even, I remember the teddy bear on the airplane with uh, with him. Right, I see. On yeah. the thing. So, all right, what you got next, Keith? Well,
1: um, we we mentioned Bruce Willis wasn't the first choice. Did you know that? Um, let's see,
0: Keith, you're, you've Hans always Gruber. been my
1: first choice for yeah. the
0: Flummoxedle partner.
1: That's right, man. All right, just um, so you know, thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Um, so. Hans, Hans Gruber. Gruber. He wasn't the the actor for him was not the first okay. choice. It was Sam Neill was the first choice.
0: Yes, I noticed that.
1: Yeah, and Sam Neill, if you don't know who that is, he played in most notably to me was Jurassic Park, but he also yeah, was in Hunt for Red well October. Hart- okay, and yeah, so, Um that's probably why he was a choice because it's the same director for Hunt of Red October. Art-
0: but now Hunt this, Tover, so. yeah, absolutely, John McTiernan. Now also the actor they pick for the bad guy, same thing where they picked Bruce Willis. Perfect, man. Yeah, absolutely. This was his first job, or first mainstream acting job. Making his Hollywood film debut at 41 was a daunting challenge for Alan
1: Rickman. Alan Rickman, who went on to play Professor...
0: Oh, what's his name in... Uh,
1: yeah, is it Snape or Sniper?
0: Yeah, whatever in the other Sna-
1: stuff. the man, the Harry Potter fans are Harry like, Potter. really gonna kill me for I know, that. right? It's something
0: like that. Some people think that they joke because he was cheap. Oh, really? But you know what? He had a really important well, part of that. he nailed the part, though. He did. And that whole really smooth-dressed, well-coiffed kind of guy. hmm You know, part of that, what McTiernan didn't like, as I understand, was he, did, you know, he didn't want just a terrorist film. No, it turned actually, it into the actually, robber kind of Yeah, film. he
1: actually was going to turn it down because it was a terrorist film, and then they kind of turned it into a robber. Well, he
0: helped do that, mm-hmm. and... Um, Rickman kind of helped portray that very clean-cut kind of look so that he could kind of pass himself off possibly as one of the um, hostages. Yeah. That that was a part of his thing.
1: Well, that scene um, where he meets uh, John McClane and pretends to be a hostage, he came up with that scene himself. right. And they wasn't going to include it to start with. And just another little fact is the name he chose, John, when he was looking at the little roster yes, thing up yes. there, it was Bill Clay, which was also my uncle's, my my late uncle's name. Bill okay. Clay
0: was he the one in the movie, what? or the one you're talking about? Yeah, that was he was it was based on him. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but yeah, I mean when
1: he he. Ask him his name. He's kind of looking at the thing behind him, and he says, Oh, yeah, Bill Clay.
0: Bill
1: Clay <laughs> <laughs> trying to like keep his accent American, you know.
0: All right, that's all I got there, Keith. I'm right. Re- I'm if, oh, no, if, you uh, got I got some
1: more. Yeah, I got one that we have to all say. Right, hit this us a is couple more before we so. move on to okay, a couple John more. John Hughes's. Second um, installment here. So the main henchman other than Heinz was Carl, the long, blonde-haired guy.
0: Yes, I remember Carl.
1: Carl was uh, played oh. by Alexander God, uh, Godunov.
0: Yeah, it's close enough, man. I'm with and you. So
1: he was from the Soviet Union, so I don't really know how to pronounce that exactly right. But anyway, he was a world-renowned, well, let's say at least a nationally-renowned Soviet Union ballerina
0: well and soviet ballerinas were you know the top of the top of the heat back in the day man oh, okay yeah seriously
1: no nah, okay I, I I believe you i wouldn't i wouldn't think he's just joking but, no i'm not but I'm anyway serious, uh he man. he passed away in 1995 if you want but you to get you, into
0: soviet ballerinas that's a whole nother podcast key
1: okay we might do that sometime but you can watch some of his uh, ballerina uh, performances right. on youtube even today and it's kind of funny watching the big old blonde henchman from Die Hard do ballerina. It really is. But
0: <laughs> Hey, I look like a ballerina getting out of the shower here the other day, Keith. Oh, did you? Well, you know, I've got a little gimpy, gimpy knee, and I can't bend it much. Had a little knee surgery. Yeah. So I'm like leaning on a cane, leaning down into the cane, swirling my knee swirling around, and twisting around, as like if I was on ice skates. Yeah.
1: Maybe when you get fully recovered, you can go into ballerina. I'd like
0: to do a video for that, Keith. Yeah, I'd like to ice. swirl for yeah. our, our folks here.
1: Um. Only other one I got is I thought this was pretty cool is when Hans fell from the building. You yeah, know, had, I knew that. was, that's the one was I was about to say. He was strapped to the wire. Well, they he was strapped
0: to, to a stunt man.
1: To a stunt man, okay. Yeah. And they were supposed to count to three or something three. like that. And he just, he jumped on two. He jumped on two. And the director did it on purpose to try to give him yeah. that real look of surprise. Well, he
0: he looked surprised. He really did. It was
1: <laughs> it was good slow motion surprise there exactly, at the end. Exactly, man. Okay, so
0: all right, so next, Keith. Let's hit John Hughes' second okay. like movie in this whole thing, and that is Home Alone. Home Alone. Now, I, Keith, I love, I some love Home Alone. Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, that's a good I one. I love it, love it, love it. So here we go. We mentioned Chris Columbus. Yes. He turned down um, Chris, Christmas Vacation because he said- uh, I think he
1: actually had started it and left it. Did he? Yeah.
0: I, no, I wasn't aware of that, yeah. but-
1: So anyway, he's directing this. Because he, quote, said Chevy Chase is, quote, impossible to work with. (laughs)
0: Impossible. So here we are. Now, Christmas vacation is 83. Now let's move up to November of 1990 when this comes out. Yeah. And so here we are. John Hughes apparently had taken his family on a European vacation. Oh, really? And he got the idea. He was thinking with his kids, he got the idea like, oh, my gosh, what if one of the kids would have got left behind? Yeah, he's kind of going through his list of did I do this, did I do this, and then he's like, got the idea. So he wrote this whole script, this whole idea, came to his mind and came to fruition with about nine or ten days he wrote the whole script.
1: Wow, that's that's impressive.
0: All right, so let's go from there. What you got, Keith?
1: Okay, um, Kevin... McAllister's cousin, Fuller, in the movie. Yep. He drinks a lot of Pepsi and wets the bed. He does. His name is actually, in real life kieran mccullin and he's Macaulay's brother in real life that's it and um he's now actually john i don't know if you know this he's a pretty big actor starring in the hit showtime show secession
0: well which I've, i watch I, and i enjoy do you see i've just recently heard of that show i don't watch it but i've heard of it and apparently it let is me just say definitely
1: not yeah. one to watch with the kids okay, okay. definitely gotcha. not but um it's, i will say this though his performance he's my favorite character Okay. It, he could win so awards. Kieran for McCulkin that is yeah.
0: like really doing it to it. Here. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. All right. So I've got one interesting. But sometimes, in... though, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, one more thing ahead. about
1: that. Sometimes when I'm watching Secession, though, I can see that little smiling kid that just drank the Pepsi <laughs> when he's looking <laughs> at Kevin. Bed. Yeah. So anyway. All right. Ahead. So
0: this is definitely one of my top okay, go for it. four or five of all time. All right. So you remember Buzz, the annoying brother. Mm hmm. When uh, Macaulay McCull- Call- Culkin, good Lord, how-, how do I say his name? Yeah. Is that right? Kevin okay. in the movie. Kevin. Yeah. Let's just go with Kevin. You remember he's looking through his stuff and he sees the picture of Buzz's girlfriend. Yes. And he goes, woof. Woof. Yeah. <laughs> so they felt so bad. They didn't want to put a girl in that position to be yeah. mocking a young lady of how ugly she was. So apparently one of the cast members of the crew... Yeah. They got his son on board and they took a picture of the son and doctored it into like a young lady. Yeah. So it was a
1: boy. Well, I read up. they just like dressed. Yeah, they just dressed him up as a girl and took the picture. Okay. Yeah. There you go. But yeah, that, that sounds like something me or you would do. We want to hurt somebody's feelings or something, you know? I know so we'd right? be like, well, I couldn't do that to a little girl, you know? So, exactly. That's terrible. Yeah, it is terrible. Like, hey, you're going to play the ugly girl. I couldn't do that. I so. know.
0: That's not good. That's not good. Yeah. So you remember Old Man Marley? Mm mm he's the old man across the street oh yeah yeah. Save oh, yeah. and so Kevin thinks he's a serial killer right yeah and so do you know originally he was not in the movie at all I didn't know that I didn't get this one go ahead and so he was written into the movie but the whole idea of him reconnecting with his granddaughter that was the actor's idea oh okay that human feel, that human interest thing, you know? yeah. Not only did he save him from the bad guys, but where does the old man Marley name come from, Keith? You know, Mm-mm. I don't know. It comes from some uh, Dickens man, some Christmas Carol. Oh, remember yeah. Marley, Marley is the yeah. character that died. Yeah, and Scrooge is Marley's yeah partner. Okay, so that's where the old man Marley. Oh, comes I did not at. know that. That's a good one, John. All right. Um, yeah, and it wouldn't the movie would not
1: have been near as good without that that storyline for sure. So um, some other cool things, um, the original choice for the bad guys were oh, not yeah. the ones who played it, but originally was Robert De Niro and John Lovitz.
0: I know. Can you believe that?
1: I could see De Niro being okay for for uh, what's-his-face part? Um,
0: Pesci's part? Yeah, for Pesci. But I can't Pesci. see him taking that. I can see him being so serious like, heck no. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about the guy that's been in Taxi Driver and won an Academy Award for the freaking um, Raging Bull. You know? Yeah, but the same year, Joe Pesci won an award
1: for uh, Goodfellas. So, I mean, like it'd be kind of the same thing to me. But the other one, well, though... Pesci's see, so awesome. Seeing here, John Lovitz, though, instead of uh, playing Marv, you know? Yeah. I could I see it, not, but
0: Pesci is the man.
1: No, I'm talking about the other character, Marv. Oh, Marv, yeah. John Lovitz was supposed to be him.
0: Oh, he was supposed to be... No, no, no. no, no. Daniel, what's his name? Yeah, Stern, ain't it? Yeah, Stern. Yeah. And he, you know... He, what else did he? You know what he did the narration and the voice for? Uh. Uh-uh. The Wonder Years. He was oh, Kevin in the original Wonder Years. Really? Yeah. He I did was not the know narrator.
1: that. Okay. All right. So,
0: so yeah, I would not like
1: John Lovitz instead of Stern for sure. So all right. All right. So I had a lot on this one, by the way.
0: Yeah, we'll hit we'll hit some of them. Okay. We got all kinds of time. This is Christmas key. Yeah. We're okay. Not in a rush. So they hung old Macaulay up on the coat hook, right? And yeah. you remember when Pesci says, "I'm gonna bite all your fingers off one at a time"? Yeah. Apparently he really did bite his finger and broke the skin. Oh wow! I didn't know off that by accident and like kind of scarred him. He talked like he scarred him up, like he bit into his finger by accident.
1: Goodness, method actor there. Huh? Exactly. Um, John Candy, um, he improvised nearly his entire script. And he only got paid like four hundred and fourteen dollars for his part. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. So like the impro the improvisation for the part was kind of of a, a, a perk for him to do it. He he wanted to be able to have that role where he could just basically do whatever he wanted. You know, a lot of creative liberty there. So he wasn't right. getting paid a lot, but he was able to have that that artistic creative liberty. Yeah. So, all right. And when when you watch it, now knowing that he's making making all this stuff up, a lot yeah. of stuff up, you're like, man, that is. That's fantastic. I love it. Yeah.
0: So all right, so do you know the tarantula scene? Yes. When it's on Marv, it's a real tarantula. But Marv with that awesome blood curdling scream. Yes. He couldn't actually do a that like when the spider was on him, they were afraid it would scare the spider. Right. So he had to pretend like he was screaming his guts out. And then he went back later and added okay. the amazingly bullet blood curdling scream right. to that.
1: Well, here's a good place to add some flumididdle, John. All right.
0: Flumididl. We are
1: flumiddle, and there is some flumididdle about that because what I read was that he was afraid that the spider would hurt him if he screamed like that. But then he was okay. assured by the zoologist or whatever that was helping out that spiders don't have auditory okay. sensory and so that it would be fine. And so he did scream with it on his face. So I don't know. Okay. what is it? So there you go. One of the other, it was expressed
0: right. that he screamed that later and added it in. So who knows? Maybe.
1: Yeah, but regardless, that's like one of the funniest parts in the whole movie. Oh
0: man, that scream is
1: amazing. <laughs> it's a classic movie scream. So what's
0: neat sure. in this too, Keith? Is this this took place? It was filmed in a real neighborhood. Yes, yeah, so that you can visit Illinois. today. Exactly. So, apparently, the neighbors were very involved. They were all outside and taking pictures and doing this, that, and the other. And this is a neat little thing. Apparently, Macaulay Culkin and other members of the cast and crew visited a neighborhood woman who was in her 90s for her birthday and sang Happy Birthday to her.
1: Yeah. That's awesome, man. So, like it wasn't
0: that. on the little, you know, Warner Brothers Burbank lot. This was out Where in the actual neighborhood. Where was that house, John? It was somewhere in, in Illinois. Okay, it's Chicago, was not it? Well, it would be a suburb of Chicago.
1: A suburb of Chicago. Yeah, I, I read or I saw somewhere, I think it was recently on the news, um, that you can actually stay there now for not very much money because it's not the greatest neighborhood anymore. Oh, Really? Yeah.
0: Well, they did say the—I mean, I don't know about that, Keith. That might be some flammable. That might out. be some Because over. in 2015, though the owners of the house were hoping to get $2.4 million, they did sell that home for $1.5 million— about six years ago.
1: Okay, yeah. Well, I just looked it up. It was it was listed on Airbnb for the first time.
0: Okay, yeah. There you so go. maybe they're renting it out. Yeah. All right. So guess what? There's an Elvis conspiracy theory involved in this movie. All right. Do you remember that? When Kevin's mom was in the Scranton, PA uh, airport or whatever it was, when she meets John Candy, there's a guy over her shoulder there that a lot of Elvis geeks and freaks. Thought looked like the king. Really? Yep. Well, everybody knows he didn't really die.
1: I thought he was an alien. Why are you alien?
0: He's an alien. Okay, that's what uh,
1: that movie Men in Black. Elvis didn't die. He went home. Uh, Yeah, Angels with Filthy Souls is the gangster movie that he was that he was watching. This was interesting to me because there was one time I was watching Home Alone and actually wanted to go and find that movie and watch it. Yeah, and I learned at that point it wasn't a real movie. They filmed nope, that. It was fake. Yeah, they filmed that in black and white film in one day just to put in that movie, which kind of upsetting to me because it looked like it would have <laughs> been a good movie to me.
0: Hey, it was kind of. They say possibly based on the whole idea of angels with dirty faces. Mm-hmm. It was an old movie. And thing.
1: Chris Farley auditioned for the Santa Claus impersonator. Yeah, and he. The director didn't like his audition, so he didn't get the role. So that's the last one I got, John.
0: All right, man. Let's move along to. to let me make sure. Hang on. Hang on. One of my favorites. All right. So now this probably is in my top three. My yeah. top three Christmas films of all time. It may be, be my be number one. I White love Christmas so yeah. is in the top two or three, and this one. Yes. E. L. Elf. E. L. F. Yeah. Elf. <laughs> that's it. An, I was going to say E-L-O. It, like it's an man. Elf
1: and good movie, John. It really is. Man,
0: it is something else. I love
1: Will Ferrell and Elf. I man. do, too. So originally, though, Buddy. it wasn't going to be Will
0: Ferrell, was it? It wasn't. Who was it going to be? It's going to be Jim Carrey if he accepted it. No. I would say heck no to Oh, that. he would have you? probably, just theoretically, he would have done okay. But do you want to see Clint Eastwood in Die Hard?
1: No, no. But here's do my. Do you want to
0: see some other stupid little kid in Home Alone?
1: Right. No. Well, here would be my worry about Jim Carrey. I think, I think he would overact it,
0: overdo it. He could yes. have easily overdone it.
1: One thing that Will Ferrell did great about is just being this simple. But you know, you know, he
0: over. I don't know if he overacted or not, but he was so sincere in his performance. Yeah. I would... love Buddy the Elf. Oh, I no. think you they should go back and give him like a post-dated Oscar yes, for being an right. elf man. Yeah. He's
1: awesome. Oh, it was fantastic. It's a classic. Um, so what you got
0: for that, Keith?
1: There was a deleted scene, and I haven't looked to see if you can find this, but I, I want to because I think it would be hilarious. There was a deleted scene with elf hockey,
0: and it got violent yes, because he that. was
1: so big, and I think that would be hilarious. So that's that's the first one I got. What you got?
0: All right. Well, here's one. The long burp, don't we all love that? He chugs down the beverage, the Coke, I think it was, but let's just say whatever carbonated beverage, and I love it. He's like, did y'all hear that? Like he didn't hear that. Right. All right, so that was not the elf that we know and love. It was a guy named Maurice LaMarche or LaMarche. Yeah. He is better known as the voice of the brain from Pinky and the Brain. Right. I used to love that. What are we going to do? He's like, What are we going to do today, Brain? The same thing we do every day, Pinky. Yeah. Try to take over the world. <laughs> yeah. So there it is. It but, was but a real what's voice interesting, actor.
1: It, it was a real bird, though. You know, a lot of people the think the like it was fake, but that bird like was, was real. Yeah. Okay. And See, that's uh, awesome, But it man. was a voice actor uh, by that guy you said. So um, another interesting thing is a lot of the scenes were filmed in an abandoned mental hospital called Riverview Hospital. Yep which we have a Riverview here in town. Yes, John. we do. Thank goodness and it's not
0: an abandoned movie. It's not,
1: no. But there was a lot of uh, horror movies that were also filmed in that same place.
0: Yeah, I saw that. That was neat. Um, right. Interestingly enough, though, there was some CGI techniques used, like for the snowball fight yes. and a couple of other things, that a lot of the Elf Land stuff was actually old analog techniques. It was like forced perspective and stuff yeah. like that to make – Everybody looked big or small or little or whatever.
1: I think it gave it a, gave it a certain feel that worked great. It for definitely the movie. did, yeah. no doubt about it. Now, he was trying to give a, a feel too of like the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer film. That's, that's what
0: you call it, stop animation. Yes, it was. Yeah. That was very influential. Mm-hmm. The Rudolph the Red Nosed. He wanted to have that same kind of vibe and that same kind of feel yeah. with the elves. So speaking of while they were still in the North Pole, one of the elves, um, Ming the Elf. Mm-hmm. Do you know who Ming the Elf was, King? It was Peter Billingsley from. A Christmas Story. Okay, the Blue Eyed Elf. Yes. Okay. I think
1: I did know he that. was there at the North Pole. And yes. do you
0: know, interestingly enough, yes. what other Christmas movie that I dearly love that he was in? He plays um, an airline kind of uh, guy at the airport in Four Christmases. Okay, who's when that? Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, uh-huh. I love you that. You know movie that one? Too. Oh my yeah. gosh, no, that's it's so a good freaking one, yeah. hilarious. It's funny. Yeah, it's got John Favreau in it too, who produced or who directed Elf. Yeah, and Iron Man. And Iron Man and lots of others. Awesome lots of movies. others. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, which he also is in elf as the right. pediatrician.
0: And that's actually his first cameo. After that, he started doing cameos. Yeah. Like he would uh when he was in Iron Man, he did cameos in right. all the Marvel movies. Well I mean he, he was like a,
1: one of the main characters in Iron Man, yeah. Um Macy's stood in for Gimbals. Yes, it sure so did. So that Gimbals was actually a Macy's. Yeah, because um,
0: because Macy's was actually or Gimbal's actually closed like Yeah, 16 years before that, or 17 years, something like that.
1: Um, Will Farrell made James Conn laugh when in the blood pricking scene. Speaking of the director, when he was in there in his office, he made him like have to turn his head because he was about to break character, which is actually a really hard thing to do. James Conn takes his role very seriously, and he knew that he was supposed to be annoyed all the time. Right. So to make him laugh and break scene, that would only Will Farrell could pull that off. Yeah.
0: And so we know James Caan and love him. He's yes. been in some amazing stuff. His, you know, his most famous role, probably of all, is probably as uh, one of the, you know, Sonny Corleone in The Godfather. Right. Yeah. But like he was so serious in that. Oh my god. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. He's a great Loved actor. It. Great he
1: actor. Is. Um, another interesting fact: we talked about Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. Gruber. Yeah. Not knowing when he was going to fall. Another cool thing. Is, oh yeah. Is That's is to, where I got pulled up. Uh, yeah. To design. Well, to um, elicit an authentic response from Will Ferrell, they designed the the jack and bosses to go off at just random times. Oh, I love it. So, like, he was doing it. He didn't know when they (laughs) were going to (laughs) go off. (laughs) Yeah, he was actually really shocked, you know.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. You got anything else, man? All right, let me see. We got, oh, I do have this. So, very lovely young lady in the movie. You know what her name is? Zoe Deschanel.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, okay. Do you
0: know that music or her singing was not an original part of the movie? They
1: were oh, really? not
0: planned any of that. And it was only once they got going that she began to sing and do things and all of a sudden John Favreau was like, Oh my gosh, you got such a beautiful voice. We need, right. to, add, yeah. we need to add this in here.
1: Yeah, she does, and then so. all
0: of um, all of the elf characters singing was pretty much improvised based on hers. And so if you don't know this you should go out and do this, Keith, right now. Okay. There's a band. Well, it's not really a band. It's a duo, and it's called She and Him. Okay. And she is Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. And him is a wonderful guitar player named M, like a the letter M Ward. So look up M Ward, or look up She and Him Christmas. Okay. And, it seems like I have before. That sounds real familiar. Now, like they've maybe got christmas music. Sometimes
1: too. when I'm watching movies like Elf, I'll start researching characters yeah. or actors and stuff. I think exactly. like I've seen that before. But
0: Zoe Deschanel and M. Ward have an amazing yeah. Christmas album. She
1: does have a, a pretty voice, for sure. I think
0: it's called A Very She and Him Christmas. Okay. Check it out, man. It's good stuff.
1: Uh, just a couple more. Will yeah, Ferrell really did He really did frolic all around New York in character, which probably just an average day in New York. <laughs> um, the excess of sugar yes, actually made him that. sick.
0: Like he was jacked up with headaches. And yeah, he's like, but hey, if I got to eat maple syrup and sugar, whatever yeah. it takes.
1: Method actor there. So, last thing is, he refuses to make Elf Two. Thank goodness Keith.
0: Twenty nine million dollars. Yes, somebody offered that man.
1: Yes, and he refuses to do it. That's beautiful. It is. I really I appreciate it because it is a classic. And I don't want to mess it up. There is one thing I wouldn't mind seeing. What's that, kid? If they were going to redo it, and since Will Ferrell, not redo it, but let's just say, and you might know even want Adamant. to call it Elf 2, maybe a, maybe it's Elf's cousin or something, you know, like a whole mm, different thing. I don't yeah. know. But if you're going to do something similar and you need a, a character uh, actor for Elf, I would use ryan reynolds i think he could nail the part <laughs> i right. really do i think we he do like ryan reynolds yeah. here
0: but that's a whole nother uh, ball game yeah. podcast whatever
1: it is but right, i'm Keith. just saying i would like to see ryan reynolds play that part i think he would do well all right it'll be funny
0: so. throw it out here other they're friends christmas by the way movies. will
1: Ferrell and ryan reynolds are, are they really yeah.
0: okay all right other christmas movies that you love
1: Okay, so like you know, obviously, honorable mention, a Christmas story needs honorable mention. Oh, man, I mean, we
0: could have easily threw that in there. That's not even an honorable mention. That's yeah. a classic.
1: Well, it is, but they run it into the
0: ground, play, yeah, like play it for like hours 24 hours straight. Yeah, they play it for 24 hours straight. And so you almost get tired of it. All right. For me, um, no doubt, I mentioned Four Christmases. Yes, that's a good with, one. With, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I'm telling you, Vince Vaughn literally had me just in the floor laughing, especially when he goes to see his dad, who is a classic – yeah. Actor. Um who plays his dad in the movie Four Christmases? Uh, Robert, Robert Duvall. Duvall. Yeah. yeah, and he goes there and John Favreau's his brother and like takes him down and starts MMA yeah, him and like punching so his arm and smashing him in the face and, and it's, I, I, it's I love so the funny.
1: scene when the baby pukes and it gets him all sick. <laughs> I, oh, that's hilarious! All but, right,
0: of course. Hey, some old black and white stuff. I love Christmas in Connecticut. Yeah, I've already mentioned it's a Wonderful Life. That's a good one to watch. Kind of oh, long. Yeah. Well, but... that's a classic. Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah. Lots of stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, some of the animated stuff we love. I love the um, Arthur Christmas. Yeah, some of the Santa Claus stuff isn't bad. I like some of the newer ones, uh, the Christmas Chronicles and the
1: Christmas Chronicles Two. that okay. were Netflix. that what movies. Bridges, Jeff Bridges. Um,
0: what not was it? Jeff Bridges. No, wasn't Jeff Kurt Bridges. Kurt Russell.
1: Kurt Russell. Yeah, yeah, Kurt Russell. And he did. He was a fantastic Santa man. Awesome. Yeah, that, he did good. That's a good movie though.
0: So Vince Vaughn and uh, what's his name play in the um, Fred Claus. Yeah, There's yeah, another Vince Vaughn thing.
1: Yeah, I like Fred Claus. I like the you know the Tim Allen Santa Claus is pretty good. Yeah, they're yeah. not bad. Yeah, they're not are too good. bad. They're good for kids for sure. Yeah.
0: All right, man. I guess we ought to finish this up because we're already forty minutes in. But hey, yeah. it is Christmas, and we want it to be the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. So,
1: so y'all go check out all those movies we mentioned because now we've definitively said which four are the best. So all right, man.
0: Now y'all can go watch them. I've been John, and I've been Keith, and this is Flummoxed. And we wish you a very Merry Christmas. May the grace and peace of the Lord be upon you. And may whatever else, Keith, what you got? You got anything else that needs to be on people? Merry Christmas. And to all, a good day.